don't even think about listening to this episode until you like, follow, and subscribe. Okay, thanks. Let's go. Realizing that there needs to be something better out there as a coach for women entrepreneurs, which is why, you know, we continue to make Shan Shio better every year, but we've created a platform that really helps and provides women entrepreneurs with individualized strategies so that it's not cookie cutter, but it's actually strategies that align with the business owner. Welcome to the Wayward Lasses All the Things Podcast. Real content. Encouraging. For real women. Affirming. Loving. Every age and stage of life. Are you ready to get real with the Wayward Lasses? You've come to the right place. Let's go. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the next episode of the Wayward Lasses All the Things podcast. I'm Brittany, joined by my sister, Courtney. Hello, sister. Hello, sister. Our mother, Amy. Hello, daughters. <laughs> and we are joined with a very special guest today, Sarah Ziesler. Hello, everybody. Thanks Hello. for having me. Yes, we are so excited to have you on. Before we hop into, hop, I said it again, your hop. story and what you do, uh, we are going to do some trivia first as a little bit of an icebreaker, and then we will jump into you, Sarah, okay? Sounds good. All right, so Mom, based on their, your form, you said trivia around country, golf, or whatever. I chose countries. So um, we'll probably do like three or four. All right. These, I have to warn you guys, they are not um, a multiple choice type of thing. Uh, you, I'm not giving you options. You just have to know what the answer is. All right. First question. Which continent is in all four hemispheres? Europe? Is it Asia? Ooh, Asia makes more all sense. Four Actually, Europe's in Asia. All four hemispheres. Europe or Asia? Okay, for the lack of my English, can I ask what hemispheres are? I just want to make sure. <laughs> like northern, okay, southern. Okay, that's what I thought. Okay. Yeah. I do want to say that she said countries, and this is a continent question. I'm just throwing it out there. Okay, go I know, oh. but when I typed in countries, <laughs> this did pop up. So countries say, comprise continents. Yeah, Asia, I would say. Is Asia right or am I wrong? I trust that uh, more. What about the rest of you ladies? Are you uh, guys Asia agreeing too. with Sarah? Asia. Yes. And Courtney. Yes. It is Africa. Oh. <laughs> Africa spans all four hemispheres. All right. How about hmm. this one? Uh, what is the Netherlands also called? Dutch. Holland. 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 Yeah. Holland. Holland is correct. All right. In which country would you find the city of Dresden? In Germany. Definitely. Oh, you're rocking Germany. this, Sarah. <laughs> Germany is I mean, correct. I'm from Germany, so... Yeah, that's I why I picked. That <laughs> <laughs> we were testing that. All right, I'll give you one more, guys. What is the only country that borders the UK? Scotland. Ireland. 
Courtney. What about Wales? No, is that part of... Oh, hold on. Is Scotland part of the UK? I don't Scotland know. Scotland is part of the United Kingdom. And Ireland so is no longer, So right? then it's Ireland. But it's um, yeah. not Northern Ireland, but yeah. The yeah, Republic Ireland. of Ireland. Yeah, yeah. Ireland Republic is correct. Ireland. <laughs> Ireland. <laughs> Good right. job, Sarah. You killed that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sort of. <laughs> I'm not... Not good at geography or any of that. All right, so let's jump into your story. You are a business strategist, correct? Yes. Okay, so tell us a little bit about you and who you are, a little bit of background on your story and kind of how you got into what you do now. Yeah, so I'm originally from Germany. I worked in corporate after high school and went through every department of a company while I was getting my first business degree. And so throughout that, I met the CEO of the subsidiary in Duncan, South Carolina, of all places. And so that's how I came to the U.S. almost seven years ago. In March, it's going to be seven years, which is crazy because time flies. Mm. But um, that's how I came to to the U.S., uh, climbed the corporate ladder there, and then how I actually got into like business coaching and become a business strategist is again, totally crazy. Kind of how I like came over here, but basically my boyfriend had started his business. I had helped out a couple of friends with their businesses and kind of leaving corporate in that realm had worked out great because then I jumped into business ownership myself. Both of the people that I was helping were kind of like, hey, there's a lot of businesses out there that have a great skill set and they're really, really good at what they do, but their business is not sustainable or they don't last long term because they don't know how to run a business successfully. And that's where they were kind of pushing that. I'm like, hey, you're really good at business. You've helped us set all of this up. You're helping us grow. Like you should look into business coaching. And I was like, Um, never considered it, but because of my corporate career and because I was able to do so many different things, I really just truly enjoy the big picture of business, how everything works. And um, specifically, I always like to think of business as an old clock that if you were to open it up, you have all these gears that go a certain way and the clock only works if all the gears work. To me, that's how business looks. So I really like to analyze a business, see where they're having problems, and then fix those areas and come up with a good strategy. That's how I started out. (laughs) Yep. I love that. I think the first time I met you, I was just like, your English is perfect. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) And um, so you are, you primarily focus on female owned businesses, correct? And helping them strategize. Yeah, when I started out, I was like, I can help everybody. And then I quickly learned that's not right. And I really need to niche down. And I started really connecting with women entrepreneurs the most. And then also realizing going through coaching myself, how that area is underserved as far as what a woman should have in business. So I've spent, I mean, at this point, I've spent over $50,000 in coaching. I've walked through, I've coached with Tony Robbins and Dean Graciosi and their program for two years, which was amazing. But I've had a lot of different coaches from group coaching programs to one-on-ones to courses. 
And I realized that there's so much out there where they're just giving you the theory. And then here you go, go out in the world, figure it out. Or it's cooker cutty cooker cookie cutter <laughs> strategies. <laughs> I have a hard time. That's where you know my English isn't perfect. <laughs> um, or it's that where it's just like, oh, okay, so now all of these people that have watched this course are going to implement the same strategy, which means you're not going to stand out as a business. So going through, you know, my own entrepreneur roller coaster ride from starting out, because as much as I knew business, it's very different leaving corporate and then having to market yourself and sell yourself. So that was the biggest like hurdle at the beginning, especially with the mindset part. Then going through all of the coaches that I have gone through, realizing that there needs to be something better out there as a coach for women entrepreneurs, which is why, you know, we continue to make Shine Shio better every year but we've created a platform that really helps and provides women entrepreneurs with individualized strategies so that it's not cookie cutter, but it's actually strategies that align with the business owner. And that's been, I mean, it's, it's been, it's been crazy. Like the growth has been great, crazy. The way we, we handle it has, has been insane. So I really, really enjoy that. I really love that because you're so right. There's so many times where, You'll see people say, just follow these five steps to success. And so often it, it just doesn't apply. And I love that you have a really um, personalized approach with your clients because I think that's so important. What's true for me isn't necessarily going to be true for the next person. So that's really special that it's so personalized. Now, do you um, find that there's a common area or, um, yeah, that's, that's the word, a common area that businesses seem to need the most help on? Um, or is it? just different for every client that you, that you work with? No, there are different, there are definitely common areas there between business owners. Um, I think you can individualize it from there. So what we basically do is we have certain frameworks that we teach as far as like group stuff goes. And then because we mix group coaching with one-on-one coaching, we utilize the group coaching as the teaching part. And then the one-on-one is the implementation. And that's where we take our frameworks and then individualize it towards that specific entrepreneur. And then I'm really huge on like a holistic aspect when it comes to business coaching. So having that and aligning ener- energetically around that and individualizing the strategy, I've seen it click with so many female entrepreneurs and from there, it's a game changer. And now you mentioned Shine Shio, and that's your Facebook group, right? So Shine Shio, we were branded at the end of last year from just simple Sarah Ziesler coaching to Shine Shio. So CEO, CEO, she, that's kind of the wordplay I went with. It fell into my lab. I knew this was what I wanted to do. And so we rebranded because I have a, hired coaches into Shanshio since then. And it's no longer just me. It's, it's becoming a, you know, community. Awesome. So this is, so your Facebook community is kind of where you would bring all of your clients and it's just like a community that you're using to help build that, you know, uh, networking and the, and the entrepreneurship between women and business owners and creating that community essentially. 
Yes, absolutely. We have different ways we are doing that. So yes, we have our Facebook community where we invite female entrepreneurs to just come in, ask questions, you know, engage with the things that we share within the community. Then we have our our boot camp and our academy, which are two different tiers of programs depending on where you are at. And then we started masterminds last year where we actually have in-person events. So it's like Shanshio Community, Shanshio Boot Camp, Academy, Shanshio Mastermind, you know, but part of it's Shanshio is basically like the roof over all of it. Hmm. So um, I have a question um, as far as you, you keep referencing um, we. So is it you, you have a business partner or when you say we, are you referring to your community of women? That's the first thing. So when I say we, since it's no longer me anymore, what we did, what I did last year is I have hired a team. So I have a team of five or six people. I know all their names, but I lose count of the actual number. Um, <laughs> but we, I've, I've then hired a marketing coach to come into Shanshio and teach women entrepreneurs marketing strategies. She's absolutely incredible. I've been working with her for my business for over two years and like everything she does from like website, SEO, social media, overarching marketing strategy. She's incredible. So I brought her in to teach our clients as well. Uh, Then I have brought in a sales coach who is a badass at sales, if I might say so. So she comes in with her expertise, teaching sales strategy, rebuttals, things like that. Uh, We have an operations coach who really goes deep into, hey, how do you create processes and systems, create those SOPs? When is it time to outsource? And then I have my coach, Nadia, who is a business energy alignment coach. And so she's my intuitive coach. I've worked with her for two years as well. And so she brings a very holistic side into it. She does a lot of human design and brings that female energy approach into place. So I really like all of the different characters because they really balance the teachings out. So when I say we, I mean me and all of the coaches we have within Chanchio. Okay. So I'm sorry, guys. I, I just get my questions out while I have them. So when you <laughs> first started out, you were essentially by yourself, right? Yes. I was entirely so, by myself when I started out. I, I'm I'm assuming that really had to be a scary thing to do, but it's you horrible. Know, the decision. I don't to- it. <laughs> but you're going along, and you're you're getting clients, and you're coaching um, businesswomen. At what point did you say to yourself, "Hey, I need to bring a marketing coach in. Hey, I need to bring an operation coach in, or sales coach, or or business alignment coach." And was it something that you saw down the road on your roadmap or as you were coaching clients, you realize, okay, this is a gap that I have that I should reach out to find somebody who can fill this gap, who can talk to my customers, you know, about this and and give advice about that. It actually, so when I started out, it took me eight months to get my first client because I went through a very serious personal development phase from when I say roller coaster ride, it really felt like a roller coaster ride because it was all of the mindset craziness that happens when you're an entrepreneur. Um, Once I then started with clients, I focused mainly on business strategies. So I put everything together 
but I'm not mm -hmm. a marketer. I'm not a sales coach. Mm -hmm. There's certain expertise that I don't have. So early on, I knew based off of the coachings that I went through that I do want to create a platform where women can come and get all of these different things without having to go figure out who's the best person for marketing for me, who's the best person there. Because the coaching industry, there's so many coaches out there. There's so much stuff out there that you can get easily lost. You can easily get burned. I mean, I've had so many conversations with people that have hired a coach. It wasn't the right fit. And now they're scared to hire a new one, like completely understand it. Cause I went through that myself, but what was important to me from very early on, probably like in the first year of my business, I realized that was my long-term vision okay. and opportunity, you know, opportunity just came in last year. So I'm like, let's pull the trigger. Let's do this a lot earlier than I thought it was going to be, but we also grew a lot last year. So it was perfect. Okay. That is so cool. That's I, It's just amazing to me because as you're talking, it makes so much sense, but I just yeah. would never have even thought of that. So, Ma, were you done with your questions? Because I have a question. <laughs> I wrote it down because I didn't want to continue. I wrote okay. the question down. Go ahead. Well, no, I was just going to say, so I, if I'm a prospective client, can you just walk us through uh, what, what do I do? I reach out to you and you just, you, you analyze my business. So I meet all the coaches at one time, like walk us a little bit through um, what the process is if I want to start working with you. Yeah. So I keep things simple. If you are interested in learning more, I usually just shoot you a link. Let's get on a call and have a conversation. Mm -hmm. As soon as you book that link, it asks you to fill out an assessment that goes through a certain category of questions like, hey, what are you looking for in your business? What is your goal? Where are you currently struggling the most? There's different areas that it targets so that, you know, I can get a good perspective based off of that. And then it's income levels, things like that. As far as consistent sales goes from that assessment, then when we get on the call, we just walk through these different questions. And all I do is I listen to where you're at with your business. So let's say you're in your business for the first, you're two years in, you're overwhelmed because you're being pulled in so many different directions and you don't know how you're going to get to your goal. All you know, I'm at 3K right now. I want to get to 7K. I don't know how I'm getting sales, but they're not consistent. I'm lacking certain processes. I'm really frustrated because I've implemented so many different things, but I can't figure out what's the missing piece. That type of I then go, okay, great. We can definitely help you. We'll create a framework. We'll create a roadmap. We'll individualize it with you. And so, because I don't believe a, I mean, a coach isn't a wizard, right? You can't go into someone's business and say immediately, this isn't working. This isn't working. This isn't working on a very specific level. I can usually tell where they're struggling and why they're struggling. But then when we create a strategy, we really make sure that we track that strategy because you want to track anything that you're implementing into your business for a certain length of time within your business to actually see, is this working or not? For example, you join a networking group, you join it for a certain amount of time and you track how many referrals you're getting, how much action are you actually taking? So what we do is we don't just track the results. We also track 
how much action did you actually put in? Because that, you know, is also your output at the end. So it's, it's a lot more controlled and targeted. And then if we see, you know, after a certain period of time, I'm like, hey, this is working. Let's keep doing that or amplify that and do more of it. But this isn't working. Something's off. We need to shift. And so that's usually how I work with my clients. Um, if they enter the academy, that's where they get meet the coaches. So usually... I start out working with them specifically on a one-on-one -on -one basis to kind of fast track them, teach them certain frameworks, implement certain things. And then I let them into our groups with our coaches just so that they have certain things already in place and it doesn't stop everybody else within the academy. Like I teach an intuitive time management system. Like you don't want to have people within a group and then a new person comes in. It's like, okay, hold on, stop. What's the intuitive time management system? Because everybody knows already. So there's certain things that you have to know before you get to enter. And then usually they just get to meet the experts one at a time because it's a lot at the beginning. So we want to keep it simple and easy and kind of just ease them in. That is so great. I feel like every single business should work with you. Like <laughs> even those that don't feel they're struggling because having no, really, I don't even just mean that to, you know, to try to give a compliment because we always talk about on the podcast, how it's so important to have an accountability buddy, right? Where you need somebody on the outside looking in to give you critical, help you think critically to help you to help point out things that you don't see. So how much more important is that in a business and something that you're putting your whole, you know, your life's work or your, your money into when it's your own um, and you want it to succeed. We should always have that outside party coming Absolutely. in and helping us. Cause what you said is right. I'm not going to fix it for you. What you're trying to do is give these entrepreneurs, these women, the tools that they need to help themselves. Right. So exactly. it's wonderful what you're doing. I, I, I think everybody should do it. <laughs> Everybody should work with a with a coach, a business coach. It's amazing. Sorry, I just I got excited. I don't know why. <laughs> no, no, I appreciate it. I mean, I agree. I think everybody should work with a coach. Specifically, they should work with a coach that they truly align with. Mm -hmm. And so, if if that's me, hey, that's amazing for me. But it it needs to be someone. There needs to be someone that you're working with as an entrepreneurship is hard enough. You're trying to do this alone. Like I work with two coaches myself. I have two different coaches because I'm like, I need them and I need them still. And I'll continue working with them because I truly believe it is a game changer to your business. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I like that you mentioned earlier that um, there's just so much information out there and it could be overwhelming. And I completely agree with you because everything that I do, I'm like, okay, let me just research this. And then I'm bombarded with information. And then I feel like uh, I'm overwhelmed and I feel like I've taken on too much. And now I've got imposter syndrome. I think that, you know, this is probably the wrong path for me. And I'm sure that a lot of women you work with probably go through the same thing. So my question here is, what would you say is like the biggest mistake or common mistake that you're seeing female entrepreneurs take as they are you know, taking this journey for themselves? Um, I think they lose self-belief in themselves. Like you brought up imposter syndrome. I think we're too hard on ourselves, to be real honest with you. I think if our strategy would be simpler, we would crush it because we would go work so much and so hard and 
it would all work out. But because we're getting overwhelmed at an early stage on, we're not getting to even take the right action and get the success. So to me, everything starts with that self-belief and that mindset. Because if you don't have that, you can take as much action as you want. But that part's just missing. You're not attracting the results. Mm -hmm. You're not attracting success. And then women have the tendency to be perfectionists. You know, that's that's another thing we definitely go through. So we do a belief busting <laughs> workshop with the uh, women within our academy that I took from from Tony Robbins because when it comes to mindset, I mean, he's the best. And uh, it really is a game changer because those limiting beliefs, they're holding us back and they're not necessarily true. Yeah, for sure. So, Manda, sorry, were you going to say something? No, go ahead. No, I, was I still just... have my questions right here on the paper. Oh, okay. No, I was just gonna, I was just gonna switch gears just a little bit because I think it it kind of does flow a little. So, in your own, you know, we're talking about the things that other women have struggled with, but in your own building this business, were there, um, like, was there a specific challenge, or did you experience some of that yourself that you had to like overcome? Hmm. Yeah, definitely. Uh, when I started out, I was 24. So, you know, it's been three years, you can make up my age. But when I started out, I'm like, okay, I'm 24 years old, who am I to teach you anything about business? Mm-hmm. And that was a huge thing for me. I mean, and that's where I had to really go in that personal and self development. And not until you know, I, I worked with with Tony and, and really dived into you know, rewiring my brain around that. Could I figure all of those things out? Because it wasn't about the action I was taking. It wasn't about any of that. It was really just the mindset part that was missing. And so that was the biggest thing for me early on, which, you know, now three years later, business has been great. Like I can now say it confidently and I know it and I present it that way. But back then, totally different human being, which I think, you know, going through life, you're always changing, but that was definitely a very fast development. And then I think, I think overall it's just self-belief, you know, sometimes business is tough. Sometimes you burn yourself on both sides. Like last year we grew eight times in revenue. We've grown so much in size. Like I was running around like a crazy person, just trying to handle everything and, it, and it's, it's hard when you are, you know, you're growing fast, you're trying to figure out what are all the different components that you need. So for me, it was outsourcing. I figured all that out, but the uncomfortable always gets us to, you know, face our fears and take the leap and continue. So yeah, definitely yeah. constantly. I think we always struggle with things. <laughs> That's the truth. <laughs> I think early on too, when, when you're starting out, you, maybe it's a control thing. Um, sometimes women don't feel like they need to reach out to somebody else, uh, for help, you know, and I think that's something that can actually like, um, probably lead you down the wrong road because you want to have all that control. Um, so for you, as far as like, I think you, you touched upon it as far as what you had to do to balance yourself in the beginning. Um, was that something that you had a hard time doing? 
as far because mm-hmm. you, you had mentioned about burning yourself out at what point because I know for myself sometimes when you get burned out you don't feel like moving anymore because you don't feel any progress so for you in the beginning when you started to feel that burnout what did you have to do to actually kind of balance things out for yourself um, otherwise I know for me it might have been that point where I would say nope I need to just step away from this and not do this right now. But obviously you didn't do that because you're three years into this and you've, you're successful. So I know I threw a lot out there, (laughs) but balance, what do you do to balance it? So there's, there's two answers to the question. I think the first part is trying to figure out where the burnout or the, because burnout is serious, right? So when I say Mm -hmm. I was, I was starting to burn out. I didn't burn out because when you burn out, you're out, like you're done. So like you want to always make sure to not get to that point. But there are certain indicators like procrastination, anxiety, depression, like not getting out of bed in the morning. There's certain indicators that are telling you, hey, something is off. Mm-hmm. Um, for me at the beginning, it was the self-belief that I had to, you know, figure out it was also the coming from a nine to five American dream is you just got to work hard and you got to work 24 seven. Now I'm like, no, you just got to be aligned. You got to know what you need to do. I have a more holistic approach and I balance things out. So the way I balance things out is, and I go through phases like a couple weeks ago, I went through a crazy work phase again. And then my coach is like, hey, we need to focus back on being, having fun, doing good things, and business aligns with that. So I started working out last year. I've never really been a fitness person. I thought the gym was stupid. I hated it. My brother was the fit guy until I had um, an encounter with a health coach And she was going through belief systems, same thing that, you know, I do with my clients. And she's like, well, why do you think you're not a fit person? I'm like, I don't have the discipline to go to the gym and and do this. She's like, that's funny because you're also an entrepreneur building a business. You had a successful corporate career, but you're not disciplined to go work out. And it clicked like immediately. It just clicked. And so since then, I'm like, I now I literally just came from the gym before this because (laughs) That's my outlet now. Like it's, it's been incredible. And so going through that phase now realizing, oh my God, my body loves this. Like I actually enjoy this. And it was all because of a simple belief change on how powerful, and that's a good example on how powerful that can become. Cause then I found the right thing that was actually fun to me. And now I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm addicted. I like this so much. I need movement. I can't <laughs> go weeks anymore without movement. So I think changing belief system and then balance, there there needs to be a life work balance. Now, if you're an entrepreneur, you're always going to think about your business. That's normal. But you need to make sure that you're also having fun. So for me, it's I'm trying to be more creative. I'm not necessarily a creative person, but I'm trying to like do things like paint. We had a vision board creation night last uh, yesterday with uh, four Shine Shios. So we invited all of our clients and we just created vision boards, which is adorable, but it was fun. Uh, so that was something creative that I did this week, the working out part, the movement, 
journaling, processing, like doing those different things and making sure that I do those and actually am in the moment instead of running from one place to the next. Because then that's how you can easily burn yourself out. Yeah. Yeah, I like that you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think you mentioned that. It makes me think of this phrase I learned from my old principal when I was a teacher. She always talked about filling your bucket. And as teachers, and I think as entrepreneurs and as females in general, we're always just giving and pouring out from our bucket. Like, how can we fill this hole that you have? And then eventually your bucket is empty. So I really like that you talk about balancing and finding something to like bring you that happiness and making sure that you're enjoying the moment and living in that moment and filling your own bucket so that you don't reach that burnout stage. I think that's really important. I'm glad you mentioned it. Yeah, I agree, which is why I have coaches and accountability partners that keep tabs on me because I'll just hyper-focus and continue going until I can't no more. So yes, I it's very important. <laughs> oh, no, no, I know. And then I you know, talk to my clients and I remind them of those things. And it's like, you know, you always have better advice for other people, but then, you know, actually doing it for yourself, that's, you know, the biggest thing. So I always try, if I, if I tell my clients, this is what we're going to do, or this is what I expect them to do. I always want to live up to that as well. So it's, it's really important. Yeah. And it comes down to self-care, right? We can't help others unless we're first taking care of ourselves. So it's hard to, I know it's hard to keep that in perspective though, especially I feel like nowadays, like our, all of our businesses, like the three of us, our businesses, we do it from home. We don't have to go into an office to do anything. So it's so easy at midnight to just be like, oh, let me just check one more thing or let me just do this. So finding that balance, but really taking the time to care for yourself. And I'm the type of person that I will say often, I don't, I don't need to do that for me. I'm fine. I'm fine. Cause I am fine on a day-to-day basis, but it catches up to me. So it's what, what, what you're saying, the finding accountability partners and having people around to just keep you in check. Like, I love that you said your coach was like, Hey, you're getting off track. Let's, let's, you know, let's get back to where you need to be. So it's so important. Um, I wanted to ask, I know we're, we're already kind of giving out advice, but in addition to finding accountability partners and finding balance and self-care, do you have any other advice for um, other female entrepreneurs out there that might I don't know, be either feeling discouraged or just starting out. Um, I know you've got a lot of advice to give, so share something with us. Share a little nugget of wisdom. (laughs) There's so much. Um, I mean, keeping it simple is believe in yourself, go out there, keep going. If there's a no, that's just a not yet. Collect them, celebrate them, you know. A yes is coming. Don't, you know, don't just shut down after your first no. I think I created a post yesterday um, that is going out sometime next week all about two years ago. I met this, this one person. It was early on when I started out and he was like, you're never going to make it in this industry. You know, you should just give up and come work for me. And that's harsh, but it's like, you know, now I think of that and I'm, I'm just smiling. It makes me so happy that, you know, after two years, I'm still here. Like we're good. It's, it's, I've seen a lot of coaches disappear over the couple, over the last couple, um, years, just because there's such a boom of it. Um, so it doesn't matter what industry you're in. If you really have something valuable 
and you really do mean well and you want to add value to your clients, keep going for it because you will find the right people. Which brings me to the second part is make sure that you know who your right person is that you want to work with because it's not worth it to waste your energy on a client that is not your ideal client just for the money. We've all made those mistakes before. I think every business owner makes that mistake at least once or twice, but that's, that's really, really important. So clarity is really important. Believing in yourself is really important. I'm going to leave it at that. I'm going to give some more later. <laughs> that's interesting that you said about if someone's not the right fit, because that is the question that I had here. If, so if you have, you come across someone and you just realize that, you know, this, this is not the right fit. Initially, when you first started out, if you had somebody like that, did you try and work through it? Or did you realize it and say, no, you know, this is not going to work. So I need to have the conversation and say, well, this is, this is not the right fit or, or something along those lines. Yeah. I had a client last year that I actually let go because of that reason. And I tried my hardest. I tried everything and it just, it didn't did, work out. Um, it was, and and that's always tough because I, you know, I pride myself on really trying to, to make sure that I connect with them first. And that's why, you know, I have that phone call because I want to, you know, want to really feel their energy and want to feel if we connect, if we get along, because that's really important in a coach. I mean, you have so many open conversations, there's emotional things. I mean, if I, I have a client that's been with me for over over a year now. And, you know, we have a very deep connection because we see each other so much talking about so many different things that like, you want to make sure that it is someone that you can trust on both mm -hmm. sides. So with that client, love them dearly and wish them well, it just, it wasn't a right fit. And until I finally had that conversation, I realized, oh, okay, it's not a right fit because they expected that all of the work was done in that one call you know and so it's there's different reasons it's just it's it's crazy like that but yeah does it does happen or they they weed themselves out too but I really okay. actually this year have been restructuring that more making sure that we're really putting ideal clients within our academy it's a good question okay. yeah I, I would find that hard because I would I would want to like you just work through it and, you know, try and make it happen almost to the point maybe where you're forcing it. And at that point it becomes detrimental. So and I've done that before. Um, yes. So out of yeah. experience, it's not worth it because it not worth it. Yeah. It, it, it doesn't end well. It just doesn't end well. Yeah. Well, I think that's very, it takes a lot to be able to recognize that and then act upon it. I think a lot of, a lot of people and a lot of females in business, just like you were saying, will keep somebody for, to have the client and to get the income from it. Um, but at the same time, just back to that, the whole bucket thing, you are constantly pouring out of that bucket and emptying out for that person. So I think that's incredible that you have that, that strength and intuition to be able to identify that and realize, okay, this doesn't match with our values and we're going to have to step away. It's tough. <laughs> yeah. say I'm perfect at it, but I'm trying it. It's definitely tough, but yes, no, I mean, it, it's, it's definitely a part of it. And it's important. I always say like, if you're working with a coach or if you are a coach, once the calls get difficult. So for a coach, once, once the calls get difficult, you know, like 
they're they're ready to move on and to move to a next person because you have given everything that you can give and that's okay. Or, you know, you just use it as accountability and put them in a different tier. But if you're with a coach and, and you know, you're not getting value anymore, it's also time for you to move on and, and find that next person on your journey. Absolutely. Um, a question I have for you, cause you've grown so much, like you said, in the past year, things have been booming. Um, so year 2024, what are your goals for yourself and for your business this next coming, this next coming year? Oh, great question. Yes. Uh, we're going to continue expanding this year. Uh, we just kind of split the boot camp is new. So we just kind of split the different tiers so that we can really help our clients, if they are already having consistent sales, teach them how to scale, which is what we're doing with the Academy. But I wanted to really make sure that we're not letting go of the clients that can't afford the Academy because they're newer to business, but they need support. That's where the bootcamp came in. So that was like one big goal for me, which we already, you know, created it and we have it and it's ready to go. Um, other than that, it's expansion as far as help more women entrepreneurs. We have some exciting events planned. We have a business panel come up in February. So there's there's a lot of great things happening there. Definitely focusing on growth. As far as personal, personal for me was big balance. I uh, am focusing on working out as far as feeling good within my body healing relationships with food, you know, every woman has those, right? Um, <laughs> doing that type of thing and just being more, and that's that's why like my coach got on to me because like, it's like, hey dude, you're, you're kind of going off track again, is being more just intuitive and listening to my body and, and really giving energy back and have, finding that balance. That's the most important thing to me this year. And then travel. I want to travel more last this year. Last year was, you know, there was a lot of work. I did go to Paris and I did see my family and I went to Germany, but I have some more stuff planned for this year because I want some more in inspiration, more creativity. So that's on my personal side. Awesome. Very cool. And was there anything that maybe we didn't touch on that you wanted to chat about tonight? Um, there, the only other thing, I guess, if we're at the end of things, I just wanted to give people some resources that they can get for free. Is that a good time? Yeah, now? absolutely. Cause we were absolutely. just about to ask you, how does everybody find you? What are your handles? All of that. So yeah. Okay. Perfect. Yes. So you can always find me on shine, com, which is shine, just like we're all shining. The sun shines and then she is S H E O. Dot com uh, on the website there's lots of great stuff there's also free guides so we have a productivity guide that helps you increase your productivity that's my intuitive time management system that I teach which which is an absolute game changer so if you're still trying to time block stop that right now go get the guide get the flexibility get the creativity that you need in your business because there's no need to do all that and then I have a 3X Your Business Masterclass where I teach some of the frameworks that I taught one of my clients who 3X her business in less than three months, not the only one, same framework. So it does really work. 
So that's a masterclass. And then we have a business panel coming up at the end of February where all of my experts are going to teach. So you get a sneak peek of the academy totally for free as well. All of that is on our website. Oh, I just, I was pulling it up and looking at it while you were, (laughs) while you were talking about it. I think when uh, I feel like this, um, the, you didn't have the website when, when I first spoke to you and we first talked about doing the podcast, right? All part of the rebrand. And as I say, our marketing coach, she's a genius. She's good. Yeah. I (laughs) love it. Yeah. So we're going to put a, we'll put a link to this and everything in the show notes. And then um, besides the website, did you already mention uh, your handles that people can find you? Yes. So you can find Shine CEO on on almost every platform. So we're on Facebook, we're on LinkedIn, we're on Instagram. We are also on YouTube, though that's still Sarah Zeser Coaching. And then we have two pages on Instagram, one Sarah Zeser Coaching and one Shine CEO. I just followed you on Instagram. <laughs> Me too. I just pulled it up. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thank you so much for being here today. Honestly, like you've just, since all three of us this past year or so have started our own entrepreneurial journeys, we're wanting to, you know, take this podcast to places as well. And you've just, um, you've shown so much light on it. And the biggest thing I think I really took is just realizing it's not just one avenue. Everybody is different and um, who, not how. And the fact that you have all these different coaches to, you know, attack these different areas of business and realizing it's, it's a multi-step thing and there's multi, multiple facets to it was just super eye-opening. So I just wanted to say thank you so much for coming on here, sharing your nuggets of wisdom. Um, I think that you have so much to offer and I'm just so glad that we got to meet each other at that chicken egg. Thank you so much, Brittany. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me on here too. This was fun. I love this. <laughs> Awesome, guys. Um, Well, to all of our listeners, thank you guys for listening in today. Uh, Make sure you follow Sarah and her biz on all of the things. We're going to put it in the show notes. And until next time, we are the Wayward Lasses reminding you to keep it real.